Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. The Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me as always is my hetero lay mate Rico. What's up, man? Trust in me. Trust in me. Motherfucker. No, no, but that's what's made (laughs) this work for four years, so that's okay. Um, Hey, man, what's going on? Hi. Oh. Same old shit, different day. Yeah, I hear you. It was nice to be able to do that without feeling like my throat was going to drop out of my spleen or yeah. something like. I mean, I'm still not perfect, but at least I didn't feel like I was going to die by the end of it. That's a very interesting visual, like throat <laughs> dropping out of your spleen. I, I didn't have... That was I mean, terrible. I know. I realized. Tomorrow was, is Halloween. That's pretty fucking gory, so... Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um... Do you have any plans for Halloween? Uh, baseball, Phillies, World Series, Game Three. Uh, that is pretty scary. <laughs> well, you don't like sports, so yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah, the Phillies are in the World Series, and it's Game Three, so I'll probably. Be... I'm actually going to see my mom, but it has nothing to do with Halloween. She just asked me to come see her, but I'm going to go do that for dinner, and then I'm going to come home and watch the baseball game. So she wanted a good scare for Halloween. That's why she called you over. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense. It. I scare it's myself. I scare myself every time I look in the mirror, so I mean that makes sense, you know. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. Hey, um, hey you're married, motherfucker. At least you got I, that far. So yeah, and and my wife is, uh, my lovely wife is is helping me on my costume. So yeah, you, I I bought like a fucking Heath Ledger Joker costume off of Amazon. And white makeup and a green wig and like Steph has black makeup and everything. So like, and I also bought like leather black gloves because the purple ones that like are on on Amazon look like thin and felty and they look like shit. So I was like, well, fuck, I'll get leather gloves. Um, so for all those harsh San Franciscan or Oakland winters, you know, those are you know. Hey man, it can get nippy. It's just not like snowy like your shit <laughs> but i'll be in the box office at work tomorrow so it'll be really funny because i'm gonna basically be like up against a microphone with customers so i can really just kind of sit there and be like hello there are you here to see a horror film i went and saw a horror film and that's how i got these scars so you're, like, gonna, I can, so you're gonna wait you're doing leto or ledger ledger oh okay i thought you said leto no, I'm 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 doing Heath Ledger's Joker, um, with modifications. Like I, the wig that I bought looks like the length and style of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It looks a little bit like the Leto at the end of Snyder's uh, Justice League, too. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I have to basically what I what I probably will do is like let it soak in some like some water and then like put on some dry shampoo. To like kind of like 
because Ledger's fucking hairdo is like all greasy and fucked yeah, up. Yeah. So I can I can dick with it a little bit if I kind of make it look bad. That actually works out to my benefit because then it looks more accurate. You're shaving off the beard. The goatee. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm not gonna Caesar Romero this shit. You're not Caesar Romero. No, 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 no. And and I'm I'm committed. And you know what? In like two weeks. Oh, you're committed, but that has nothing to do with your costume. Um. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. I have I have a few every so often. So that was quick. That was that was that was you were ready to go on that. Yeah, one. you know. I've been I've been saving that one in the back pocket. I'm sure. So okay, like, oh, 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 here's your card. Like, <laughs> so that's uh, what I should get. I should get open up a deck of cards and have a Joker card and be like, ah, here's my card. Yeah, you absolutely should do that. You could probably get a deck card somewhere pretty cheap, pretty quick. There, right yeah, probably go to fucking Target. Yeah. So, or even a dollar store if you have one near you, you know. I was just at fucking Big Lots earlier. I, sh- I didn't. I should have thought about it. Yeah, but. yeah. I love Big Lots. It's not a dollar store, but it's a. I, I do. I do enjoy the uh, the prices, and and I I will raid their Blu-rays from time to time, or their. And I'm sure you for the DVD, same thing. You know. So. I I ruffled through them, and most of them were not great selections. Yeah, I didn't. But every- I didn't bother looking at the Blu-rays. Every once in a while, because you, you don't like Blu-ray, but every once in a while, you'll find a gem that you'll you'll be rifling through, and you'll be like, ooh, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. There were a bunch of movies where I was like, ooh, shit. If I hadn't bought that, like, months ago, mm. I, I this would have been a great fucking deal, because I'm like, I could have gotten this for $3 as opposed to 12 on well, Amazon. Sure, no. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I've had that up. But, I mean, like, Best Buy has the same, not so much anymore, but they used to have this giant bin, and it was like the seven ninety nine Blu-ray, and you would flip through it, and then every once in a yeah. while, you'd find this one at the bottom, and you'd be like, ooh. You know? Yeah, they, I, I, I did go to a Best Buy recently, and they had that, but I think they've discontinued it because of COVID. And they had another one over at Walmart, same thing. Steph and I went to Walmart. There was no bin. It was just like three or four kind of like display shelves. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure COVID had something to do with that. Just, well, that's you know. what they told me. I asked oh, them, I was yeah. like, what happened to your bin? They're like, oh, it's COVID. Like people are just sticking their hands in and fucking not giving a fuck. Well, yeah, I mean. I was like, well, yeah, but everybody touches everything here. Yeah, that's but, yeah, that, but, but it's yeah. But they're they're the the dude I talked to was like basically like a like a teenage kid who just didn't give a fuck. He's just like, dude, it, it became like a giant container of disease, and I was like, ew, fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, only at Walmart, I guess. I, fuck. I will tell you because you will appreciate this. That you know, even if it wasn't this movie, if I found a gem in one of those bins, I almost always went, ooh, Navy Seals. You know, just. <laughs> Because you know, I've um, done that. Even, I've done that it, reference, and it's it's never been Navy Seals for the record. But it's you know, I um, I that legit did happen to Ron and me because Dad came in to the video room when it was the older location where you can actually walk oh, around. I think you and told the story, but yeah, say it again. Yeah, and he legit was just like Rico, what's Navy Seals? And I just burst out laughing. Went ooh Navy Seals. Oh, well, like, that's definitely yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, um. All right. Well. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. To, well, at this point, people have heard the Halloween episode. This is the week after, but you know, nonetheless. Right. Um, I'm saying. No, I'm saying happy Halloween to you. Oh well, thank you. Um, I'm not doing anything fancy, but uh, appreciate it nonetheless. Um, 
this was your idea. This was your baby. So why don't you intro to the audience what we're doing here? Because this was this was all you. I don't know if this is my baby. Let's put it this way. I I, I adopted the motherfucker. You can appreciate that. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, because the la- the last month, even though they were not heavy duty horror films or even really horror films, they were they were Halloween films. They yeah, they were, were Halloween themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they were, and they were all kind of lighthearted comedy shit. So even though they were lighthearted, I was like, you know what? With the fucking move going on and everything, uh, I was looking for something easy. Now, as always, whenever I look for something easy, there's a prerequisite that's going to be slightly difficult. So I decided uh, with your blessing that we could do like a whole month of Disney because yeah. we haven't done Disney, and we've done some family movies in the past. And to to be clear to the audience, when we say Disney, we're we're not including the whole Lucasfilm world. We're not including the Marvel world. That's not Disney. We're talking like pure on originated at Disney stuff. So yeah, when the when you see the fucking castle at the fucking beginning of the credits, like that's what we're talking about, right? Right. Uh, I don't. I mean, I. Don't even know if they technically do that for the the, pre, the sequel Star Wars films. No, I think I think you've seen the castle on one Marvel film, and then they took it off. But I think it's on the first Avengers, but don't quote me it's, on that. It's either like the first Avengers or like Iron Man three. Yeah, it's something one of something one yeah. of the early ones after Disney bought Marvel. But then I think they kind of went, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> so right, you know, so. Going with this theme, the monthly theme that we're doing, I was like, well, this is easy. We have all the fucking movies at our disposal on Disney+. Plus. You're welcome. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I've thanked you like eight times, I know, it's still, it's still fun. Uh, this, and, and we're talking about movies that, Jesus, I mean, everybody has seen this. Like, that's the whole point, is that most people have seen this in their childhood at some point. They may so, not rewatch it as much as we do. So what what I want to narrow it down to for the audience is that we're dealing with animated films this particular week, and we're for the next two episodes, you're dealing with animated films, but we're doing them in a very chronological style, um, and Rico will explain that in a second. But what we're also doing because we have a future plan that we're not going to tell you about today or during this month, we are eliminating all the films that involve the Disney princesses. They will be addressed at a later time. So we're not dismissing them. We're not saying that they're not important. We're just, they're being saved for us a future episode for a future project that we're going to do. Um, so no, no Snow Whites, no Cinderella's, no Ariel's, none of that stuff. And even like nitpicking, because like at one point when CJ and I were discussing this, it was like, well, does Belle count? Because she's not a princess or a queen. Into and if anything, she only becomes that until like the literally the final ten seconds of the movie, right? And so we're like, well, it still counts. And I'm like, well, then does Nala count? Because if the lion is a fucking king. Then and he he mates with Nala and that makes her a queen or a princess. So like it's really weird and it's to decipher what it is. I'm like, well, so okay, so basically no movie the Disney princess. That's like ninety percent of them. But he's right in terms of the eras. There are eras. Um, there's obviously the Golden Age, which is like Pinocchio, Snow White, Fantasia, Bambi, and Dumbo. So 
what we've decided is to make it easier on us because I don't know if you guys know this. Disney fucking made a lot of movies. <laughs> um, and we did we did explore watching all, covering all of them. We really right. did, and we were like, "There's no way we can we can do all of them. There's just too many." Even, yeah, even this with the, week, uh, this week as the, itself was already str- like I already struggled with this one. So did I. I mean, yeah. and and this upcoming week, as I mentioned, the fi- so. I know you're not a sports person, but can I just run past you the la- the next like week starting yesterday? Sure. Actually, we'll start Friday. The Phillies game one of the World Series. Saturday, the Phillies game two of the World Series. Today, the Eagles game. Tomorrow, full game three of the World Series. Game four Tuesday. Game five Wednesday. Eagles game Thursday. Game six and seven, if necessary, Friday and Saturday for the Phillies. Like... It's literally a game every night for the next, like, eight days. It's so insane. It's going to be fucking sports and fucking Disney for you this entire week. Basically, yeah. And somehow... You're, you're going to fucking get up high with your sports, and then you're going to fucking come down with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's nuts, but, you know, what it is. So... The eras, like their Golden Age, their Silver Age, their Bronze, there was one that we like absolutely just like, no, yes. we're not going to yeah. do that. It was like the post-war age or like the war age or something. And like CJ and I were just like, these are all not very good movies. We're, these are We, we, we want to do the classics, but we also want to do the ones that we love and pick and choose. So yes. for this week, we're going to be doing... We're, so next week will be the Renaissance, the Disney Renaissance era, um, and you got. And I'm actually really looking forward to that one. This week we kind of pick and choose from golden, silver, and bronze ages. Uh, bronze is also split from bronze slash dark age. Uh, but, so, by the way, and we'll talk about this off air, but the first one in the Renaissance age, I'm reconsidering because I think I might qualify for that ladder project. So we'll have to we'll talk. We, we, uh, okay, yeah, because I'm confused. Which is it the one that I'm looking at on the list yes, that I that's, sent that's you? Why, that's why I said the first one. Uh, I'm I'm leaning more towards your argument than than mine for why to include it. So uh, okay, well we'll talk. Yeah. Um. So today we're gonna be talking about Pinocchio, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book. And the Great Mouse Tatata, or the, I'm sorry, the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> now, I do, I do also want to say for the audience, just because there are some remakes of a couple of these, we're doing all the original animated from the original releases. None of these are the live action remakes because, if I'm correct, Pinocchio, Dalmatians, and Jungle Book all have live action counterparts. Correct. So, um, even though Dalmatians was the first of them, because that's from like ninety. Five or five, some yeah. Shit. yeah. And I honestly, mean. I, I honestly think it's like the best one. It's like the best of the live action remakes because it's not trying to take it way too fucking seriously like the it, other ones did. It might be the best of the the anime of this grouping too. To be honest uh, with you, like I, I, I will tell you going through these again. Some of these were hard watches as a forty two year old non. As a parent, or as a childless forty-two-year-old male, some of these were uh, hard watches, and that they were just not entertaining to me. Okay, you know, like Pinocchio, like I couldn't wait for Pinocchio to be over. Like I yeah. was, like, you know, 
And I remember loving that as a kid, but like now I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still a classic. Oh, and sure. I, yeah. I So the, the thing is, is when it comes to Pinocchio, obviously I'm the more like celebrated, like his ethnicity Italian out of the two of us. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I also read like the Pinocchio book when I was a kid and dad was trying to get me to learn Italian. So a lot of the Disney movies, including Pinocchio and the sword and the stone, uh, and, and, um, beauty and the beast dad had gotten like Italian dubbed versions in Italy and then had him converted onto like the American version of the VHS because it was still different regions back then. He could, he, he bought them in Italy Brought them back, had them converted. So, so when I, I was growing up, I watched them in Italian. I, I can see how... Well, that's interesting, but I can see how, like, with a DVD or a Blu-ray, you can have region blocking. I can't mm-hmm. imagine you can do that with a VHS. I don't know how he did it. Like, I, I have... No, I'm, I'm saying that I don't know how if you just bought the tape in Italy, brought it home, and put it in your machine, it didn't just play in Italian. I You know, I've never tested that. But I have the the ones that he brought back from Italy. But I always maybe maybe I just assumed that the ones that I had were like they they looked like the blank VHS tapes that he had like written like you know the titles on like tape and like piece of paper it, and shit it, like that. Sounds- so I don't know if he maybe made copies and the originals were playable, but I never tested it. I. So- I- I mean, you obviously know him better than I do, but from the love of it, I know, Ron, it sounds like something he would do. He would make the copies so that if you ran the shit out of it, it wouldn't destroy, he'd still have the, you know, It's possible, one. but he, I asked him, I said, why, because I remember, like, trying to grab one of the tapes, and he's like, oh, no, you can't play that one. You have to play, like, the copy, or you have to play the other one. So, but the, the whole point is that I fucking, I don't think I saw Pinocchio in English, until maybe I was like six. Hmm. And I watched Pinocchio in Italian a lot. And it was prominently at the land. Like all the Disney Italian tapes were at the land. Uh, I don't think I saw the sword and the stone in English until I was like nine or ten. Okay. So, and Beauty and the Beast, I, my, Nancy had had that, you know, with the whole big double deck. The big, yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yeah. Tape. yeah. I, so I, I had, actually had, I had the Little Mermaid, the one with the, uh, well, oh, our- the dick. Well, there are, there's an argument if it's actually a penis, but yes, I, I. No, it was confirmed. It was like an artist who was like pissed off, and he like drew a penis. Yeah, I, I have that one. Right on. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a bunch of the the Disney tapes. They're now in storage, but I, I have them. I'll bet you that the, the one I have with the penis is like worth some shit. You know, it might actually be worth some money. Yeah. So Disney I, will buy it so they can fucking burn it and like <laughs> never have it see the light of day again. Well, I want that RDJ money if Disney's going to buy it. I'm telling you that right now. Like they got to give me that. They got to roll up the RDJ money for me to give them that one back. So they don't have the RDJ money because they give it to RDJ. That's why they don't. Have oh, the no, money. they got they got that. You know, I, I, I could have asked for that endgame money. I was being somewhat reasonable here. So you, you might get like Mickey Rourke Iron Man 2 money. <laughs> no. No. Okay, you might get um uh you might get Terrence Howard money. How about how about uh Matt Damon money? I'll take some Matt Damon money. I guess Matt Damon has been in Disney films with like Ragnarok and shit. Yeah. He was he was he was, you know Fake Loki. He, he was not I was gonna say not Loki, but sure, yeah, same thing, you know. But how much did he get paid for that? Uh, enough, I'm sure. I, 
I'm sure Matt Damon gets enough money just waking up in the morning. Exactly. So you he just know. does a fucking like coffee commercial, and you know, okay, the mortgage is paid. I think he's still getting paid for the Bourne films, actually. Like, I think he's still just making money from that, you know. So, all right. So once again, these uh, movies are Pinocchio, Sword in the Stone, uh, Dalmatians, Jungle Book, and The Great Mouse Detective. So, how do you want to rank them? Um, do you want? To, uh, do you even want to rank them? No, no, I, I think we should at least try. Um, right. I guess I got to write them down. Yeah, usually, uh, usually do this ahead of time. This was this was no. Well, I did try to do it ahead of time. Like as I was going through them, I did try to figure out what would be what because I figured with there being five, we would do this. Um. All right. This is like I can do this, but it's it's the top four are pretty close together, and then there's a little bit of a drop for number five, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. Um. So I'm gonna go Great Mouse Detective. Um. Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Pinocchio. Okay, that's that's pretty. I mean, we're not. Far super, off. Yeah, yeah, we're not super off, far off. Uh, mine is Great Mouse Detective, Jungle Book, Sword in the Stone, Dalmatians, and Pinocchio. See, and I figured you would have Jungle Book higher. That's that's where, if I was to guess, I would actually, it's probably where I would have put it. If yeah, I, was to guess I really life. fucking loved the Jungle Book growing up, and it, a lot of it and is, it, it, um, don't get me wrong, it's Phil it, Harris. And don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm sure. saying. Like those top, those four that I gave you are all pretty close together. It's more like one A through D, and then two. You know what I mean? Like, um, I I still thoroughly enjoy Pinocchio, so they're all kind of they're. It's not like oh, it's you know this one that I really fucking love, and it's like this piece of shit. And the, yeah, the, I'm not, five. And, I, and I'm certainly not saying that about Pinocchio either. I'm just saying it didn't. You know, like rewatching it, and keep in mind, I probably haven't seen Pinocchio since nineteen eighty-eight, maybe. Like, I mean, eighty-six. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen Pinocchio. So, right. you know, it just, yeah, I don't know. I and I still don't understand the disclaimer at the beginning of Jungle Book. Like, I don't. Did you did you see that? I saw that. Let's talk about that for one second. So sure. on Disney Plus, they release disclaimers now, like what could be considered offensive. And when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck is this that's offensive? And Steph was like, maybe it's the the band, like King Louis' band, is perceived as to be African-Americans. And I looked it up, and that's what that is. Oh, is that but what it I, is? I thought it but was I never understood that because I always knew that that was Louis Prima, who was Italian and most of his bandmates were, yeah, some of them were African American. Some of them were also Italian and Sicilian American. Sure. So I, but like King, like Louis Prima is acting like Louis Prima in, and when he's King Louis, right. He's right. not, he's not jiving and, and shucking it and all that. Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like, but it didn't feel like an appropriational kind of thing at all. Really? It wasn't African American no, style of swing no. jazz. It was no. Louis Prima, Italian American way of doing it. Yeah. I could say, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would have thought it had something to do with Mogwa, Mugly, but I mean, you know, why? 
Well, just because he sounds like a white kid and he's supposed to be Indian or whatever, so like, right? Know. I mean, that that they also did that shit in Throwing the Stone, where like clearly Arthur is American, right? But it's, it's in like, London, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they couldn't find one fucking British kid for most of these movies. Like, I mean, cultural appropriation is one thing, but like, like I don't necessarily need in Pinocchio. Uh, Pinocchio to actually talk with a fucking Italian accent, like, the, "Hey, Papa, what are you doing? I'm a, I'm a fucking wood over here." But but the the problem is Geppetto did, you know what I mean? So like, but if you're gonna have Geppetto, Geppetto did, but Ge- but he was played by like a fucking German dude who like sympathized with Hitler. <laughs> Which why yeah, did, why did like apparently to- he pissed off all the animators because like back in the day they would. They would act out the movie while the animators would sketch it or record their lines. Mm. And he apparently, when he was not doing that shit, he would just like tell them all about Adolf. Because this is 1940. Yeah. He's like, oh, let me tell you about fucking Adolf. He's just going to take care of all all these fucking Jews. And like, Disney's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is not okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you this that movie is six months younger than my mom or older than my mom. I looked it up. Uh yeah, so and it's, it's and it's, it's probably the dad saw it in theaters. It's forty years. Oh no, hold on, let me try to do this math because it's gonna be really hard. Uh, it's thirty nine years and three hundred and sixty two days older than me because it came out on February twenty third, nineteen forty. Oh wow! So like, it missed my birthday by like two days. Yeah. It could have literally came out exactly forty days, forty years before I was born. Um, so nowhere near you is what you're saying. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that the date's close is just okay. interesting to me, you know. So, um, so do you want to start with our least, like the one that's sort of on the bottom? Well, I, I still, I still think we up? should go in order of of the release. So yeah, All Pinocchio. Right, so we're talking about Pinocchio, anyways. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was, it was just fine. Like. The thing that I noticed about all of these, and we'll focus on Pinocchio because we said we would, but the thing I noticed about all these, I remember as a kid, first off, I remember them being infinitely longer than they actually are. Like they, I guess when you're a kid, an hour and a half feels like, you know, end game level. Like yeah. yeah. Um, but they, with the exception of the great mouse detective, I, I, I feel like I remember the enemies being more prominent. And they're really not in a lot of these. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Pinocchio really doesn't even have an enemy per se compared to, like, Shere Khan or, you know, um, Radigan or um, Cruella. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you don't have that one enemy in Pinocchio per se, you know? Well, I look at Pinocchio as, like, everybody that he interacts with sucks. Well, with yes. the exception of like Jiminy, who kind of sucked in the beginning himself. Like he I mean, kind of sucked in the beginning, but he, you know, the whole point was like it was Pinocchio and Jiminy learning from each other to become better. Yeah, but as soon as Pinocchio's like, "I'm not going to go to school," he's like, "Fuck off! I don't want to deal with you anymore." Like that's not exactly a great conscience. I'm just being honest here. Like he's not supposed. To, I mean, the fact that they made a cricket a conscience is really dumb. But like, here's the here's the thing. The book is darker, and because oh, well, they always are, yeah. But like, (coughs) Carlo Collodi 
when he wrote Pinocchio, it was like a he, back, he didn't like sit down and write a book. It was like he wrote a weekly chapter for like some Italian magazine or Italian newspaper way back in the fucking 1880s or some shit. And he had intended to have the final chapter, like he, he ended it with Pinocchio being tricked by the, the, um, the fox and the cat. And they like hang his ass. Like they string him up and he slowly like dies. And like I mean, it's not like he clearly he doesn't just suffocate and like choke and die. It's like gradually he just starts to die, and he begs like the blue fairy to come and like help him and rescue him. And she literally was just like standing there and be like, "Listen, motherfucker, like this is your <laughs> third goddamn chance. Like I'm I'm trying to teach you, and you're being a bad boy. He's like, bitch, I'm hanging here, I'm dying. Like fucking either throw chuck me in the firewood or free my ass and so he got so much uh, backlash. Like, no, you cannot end Pinocchio this way because apparently everybody was reading it through goddamn kids. They're like, wow, you just killed off Pinocchio and fucking mulched his ass, turned him into fucking firewood. Like, come on, happy ending. So he had to go back and the monster of the whale is not a whale. He's the the equivalent to what he describes it is just a shark, and they call it a dogfish, mm. which is kind of a shark. Oh, I know. Uh, there's a there's a beer I drink called Dogfish Head. It's a and there their, you go. their logo is a shark, a shark. So yeah, um, but Jiminy's not called Jiminy in the book. He's just called the Talking Cricket. And then immediately, like when they first introduce him, Pinocchio just throws a fucking hammer at him and kills him. And then the, 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 the cricket character is the ghost. It's literally like a green glowing ghost of the talking cricket. And so like, yo, remember when you killed me? You're a dick. Like, you think you're going to grow up? You just threw a fucking hammer at a talking cricket. Like, what are you doing? Uh, um, fucking, what's his fuck? Um, the guy who runs the Stromboli. So he's also known as Manja Fuaca, which is fire eater in Italian. I guess because not only is he a puppeteer, but he also like it. Right. It's like a sideshow <sighs> fire eater person. And weirdly enough in the book, he's one of the more sympathetic villains. Like he, he kidnaps Pinocchio, does his thing, but then like Pinocchio pleads with him and like finds his inner heart and fucking Stromboli like cries and says, alright, I'll let you go. Like, that's it. Like, the, the fucking Stromboli in, in the Disney movie is far more villainous, far more Italian than any of the other characters. Like, if there's... Like, when I watched it in Italian and then I watched it in English, it was very... There was just, like, no difference. Because the Italian gibberish that he kind of say, like, you know, yells at Pinocchio is exactly what's in the Italian dub. Right. So, um, so the book is different. I would say the book is probably better. But... I grew up on the 1940 classic. It's, you know, when you wish upon a star is a fucking classic. So, okay, backing to a higher level here, I would say there's three potential iconic songs in the group that we're watching, that we're talking about today. Because some of the other ones have songs, but the songs are not iconic in any way. They're just there. They are what they are, right? You know, 
So I, 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 I would say there's probably more than three, but I'm with you. Like, there are some that are lesser known or lesser iconic. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think there are three huge iconic ones of of the and and it would be when you wish upon a star which won an academy award by the way so there's your your iconicism alone but sure the bare necessities mm-hmm. and then um i just blanked on the third one Cruella. no no shit i just killed my whole point is it from pinocchio is it from i, I don't uh, i i all right, I'll help you out. Pinocchio also had I've Got No Strings. Uh, Jungle Book also had uh, I Want to Be Like You. Um, yeah. Sword in the Stone. Doesn't they, really they, have any. The closest one that has is when he's packing the first time. You know? there, there are songs, but they're not songs to. The, right. The, uh, the Great Mouse Detective has Radigan. Yeah, no. Well, uh, 101 Dalmatians has Corella DeVille has also. I just had them. I had all three ready to go, and I just fucking... I, I hate this. I'm looking at it again. So, we did Pinocchio. We did Dalmatians. Sword in the Stone. Jungle Book. And The Great Mouse Detective. Like, yeah, I, but I don't... I, but I, I agree that, like... I would say Jungle Book has just as iconic songs, like... I mean, the, the, the top two are Bare Necessities and I Want to Be Like You. Like, Steph hums... You know, and I will go and fetch the water. Like she does that all the time. She's like doing chores mm. in kind of an ironic way. Right. Uh, that's what friends are for. I, I, I never liked the. I, I never really dug the whole vulture, three beetle sequence. Yeah, which is weird. Um, it's very weird. But I, I saw so in terms of those songs, those are the lower ones. Pinocchio, like, well, you know, so I've got of, those strings. Of the two, at least, that I mentioned, and if I remember the third, I'll I'll bring it up. What, which of the two? Because for me, uh, for uh, me, I feel like Jungle it's... Jungle Book? Well, no, it's between... Bear, no, the Bear, no, of the two that I just mentioned, Bear Necessities and Wish Upon a Star. Like, of, of the two, which... I think it's Bear. I think it's Bear Necessities. I feel like more people go around... I mean, yes, the Wish Upon a Star is like the thing that it, that's like the Disney anthem. Anthem, but like, I think it's more known for that than this movie. If that makes mm. sense, at this point, you know, maybe not 1940. Well, for sure. I mean, from 1940 to 1967, I would say it was definitely when you win, when you Wish Upon a Star. And then when Jungle Book came out, I think Bare Necessities took over the whole well, thing. There, there's other ones that could have. I mean, there's songs from Cinderella and whatever that we're not even talking about that could have taken over Pinocchio as well. But I'm just saying, you know, uh, I I still think the iconicism is Wish Upon a Star. Um, they still play it for the opening fanfare. I've heard. I mean, I've been to Disneyland a couple of times, so, and they. Uh, I can tell it. I can tell you they play. Wish Upon a Star more than Bare Necessities. Oh, well, sure. And I mean, I've been to, I've been to Disney World, the same thing, you know, but, right. but that's what I'm kind of saying is like, I feel like it was reappropriated to be, um, more to represent Disney, the company than Pinocchio, the film, if that makes sense. And the only reason why I think that one did that is because it did win an Academy Award, you know, so right. I, I don't know. I think Wish Upon a Star 
they they have they're both very good songs. I mean, I oh, I fucking yeah. I would rather listen to Phil Harris than whoever the fuck voiced Jiminy Cricket, which I, for years I thought was Don Knotts to the point where I when I was a kid, like I remember going to Disneyland like the second time in my life. I must have been six. And I heard Wish Upon a Star in the Loudspeakers. And I said to my mom, I think that's Don Knotts as Jiminy Cricket. And my mom was like, how the hell do you know who Don Knotts is? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I watched like Andy Griffith and, uh, right. It, which, holy fuck. Speaking of Andy Griffith, you know who I found out voices the fucking baby elephant in the Jungle Book? No. That's fucking Clint Howard. That's Ron Howard's fucking Snaggletooth brother. No shit. No shit. Like, the guy who's in everything Ron Howard yeah. voices the baby fucking elephant. Well, it just says, uh, here it just says elephant, but. Right, but it was clearly a little kid voice, so. But goddamn. Like, what, I, what it said on the credits, I'm like, Clint Howard? No. There's no Ron Howard, maybe, but not Clint fucking. Oh, really? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, I still I still do believe that I think in popularity and and Disney fanfare and, and iconicism, I think it's probably Wish Upon a Star. Right. It's the it's it's the it, like I said, it's the the Disney fucking uh, anthem. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't. I don't think Pinocchio deserved to be turned into a boy. I mean, the movie falls apart if he doesn't. So I get it. But I mean, like, well, I mean, I haven't seen the remake, but allegedly they actually just don't even fucking turn him into a boy. Like it's like implied, but you don't see it. Like I really, I've heard so many bad things about the remake. But well, it's not the, even about that. It's just I did, like the the blue fairy laid out some pretty. Uh, specific guidelines to or qualifications he had to hit and i don't feel like he hit any of them i mean he learned to not lie but that's the other god sorry no um, no go ahead i was gonna say that's the other thing about pinocchio like me saying that like it doesn't hold up or don't remember it the way that i guess i should because like everyone makes a big deal about him lying and his nose growing you know and growing and growing it he that sequence happens one time in the entirety of the movie that his nose yeah. grows. Like, well, because that was not a thing. Like the whole like, oh, when you when you lie, your nose gets fucking bigger. It, it was some I, I don't I don't know if it was an Italian fucking idiom or something. But or that's, like, but that's my point though is like in, in marketing and in growing up and and I guess parents trying to teach lessons to their kids. Like that's the thing that they focus on is a Pinocchio's nose grows when he lies. So it makes it sound like it's going to happen multiple times throughout the film. And it, it's one time that it happens. Yeah. I mean, I get, but I guess back in 1940, like that was sheer, like imagination, like where it just became pop culture. Like, Wow. That, that's character... your imagination, but it's okay for the kid to be smoking a cigar, by the way, you know. Well, so. that that was the whole point, was, like, kids were just fucking allowed to run rampant. And, I st look, not for nothing, whatever your criticism is of, P of Pinocchio, I still honestly think that that is one of the scariest fucking sequences for kids to watch. For little oh, kids I, I to watch Pinocchio so, yeah. when a kid fucking, when Lampwick turns into a fucking jackass. Yeah. Like that's that was 
That's straight out of the fucking American werewolf in London. It's it's it for a kid to turn into a fucking animal and screaming for his mom yeah. and then have the scream morph into fucking braying. That's scary as shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it all that whole that whole Pleasure Island sequence opens up a lot of questions like, huh. So there are some jackasses that talk. There are some that do not. So we also happen to see other animals that can talk. The implication is that they're also children or people who like got corrupted from Pleasure Island. Like maybe the fox and the fucking cat just happened to go to the wrong goddamn theme park and they're like, what the fuck? Now we're a fox and a cat. I thought this should see, happen. I, I... I interpreted it as it was specifically something in the cigars that turned them into. Well, I mean, I could be for, wrong, but that's how I interpreted. No, no, no. It. I I don't disagree. I think it's I think it's a, probably a little bit of all of that because for you see Pinocchio puff, but he didn't inhale, so that's why yes, he only did. partially. Yes, he did. Oh yeah, for that one part. Yep. You're right. Well, I guess that's why. But he he wasn't fucking deep throating it like fucking Lampwick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, what a fucking name. Lampwick. Um, I wonder why he's, that's his fucking name. It's, anyways. But I will, in, ter- in terms of like movies that come out later, like there was a live action Pinocchio that came out in like mid to late 90s. It, oh, starred, yeah. Mart- oh. it starred Martin Landau as Geppetto and oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I thought you were talking about, I, I thought you were talking about the one with, um, wait, see, if you're, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I thought that was the one with Drew Carey as Geppetto. I think he might be getting your movies confused. Drew Carey? No, 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 no. Trust me. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the. It was like an actual wooden puppet, and he did the voice, and then he plays Pinocchio when he becomes a real boy at the end. Martin Lando plays Geppetto. Um, Udo Kier plays uh, the the. They they kind of combined Stromboli with. The state, the, the guy who runs the fucking Pleasure Island, as well as Monster. Like, they trifected him as a triple villain. Um, I think Rob Schneider plays, like, the fox. Um, my point for bringing that up is that's actually, like, a decent. Wait, are you talking, like, the Drew Carey? Are you talking about the one with Roberto Benigni? Like, the, I, the I, fucking... I'm, I'm working on it because I, do, but I know he was in a thing called Geppetto and he played Geppetto. Oh no, and, that's not what I'm talking about. And I'm it's talking based about... on it's based on uh, the uh, the Pinocchio story. Well, I mean, Pinocchio's probably been adapted a lot. Oh, well, uh, sure. But the one I'm talking about, they actually expanded on what turns the fucking kids into jackasses. It's, it's literally a kind of magic water, and when they're on like a roller coaster they go through a waterfall and drink the water and that turns them into uh, the jackasses. And Pinocchio had gotten shot and because he's made of wood, it's like the, the, the fucking bullets just went right through him. So the water went through his system, but leaked out. So he only partially turned into a jackass and then they take the fucking, the Stromboli character and he gets knocked into the fucking lake, the the water, drinks way too much of it, and that, and then he turns into fucking monster of the whale. Like it's actually really interesting what they did 
In terms of live action remakes, The Adventures of Pinocchio is not bad. It's actually pretty decent. Okay, so that movie, and I'm sorry, my thing's still loading. There we go. It is called The Adventures of Pinocchio. Right. That one, and you're right, Martin Landau was Geppetto, which I didn't necessarily disagree with you. I was just. There's also this other one, and I'm working on getting it for you. I, my internet's moving at a snail space for some reason all of a sudden. So I could look. I could look it up on my end as well. Um, you said it's Drew Carey. Drew Carey, as in you know the Drew Carey show. I got I got it uh, loading now. So I'll, hold on, I'm just pulling up his his I. They changed IMDb and it's slowing down like crazy ever since they did. So yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a. It's just called Geppetto. It looks like it was a fucking TV movie. All right, and I, if I'm right, then it aired on ABC because Disney's owned ABC for like a minute now. Oh, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Usher is in it. Wayne Brady's the magician. Oh, Brett Spiner is Montefalco. Okay. I mean, it, it it definitely looks like it looks like an ABC stage production thing where they filmed it, like like the walk in Peter Pan. This wouldn't have, this wasn't live though. I know what you're talking about with the walking thing. That was that was live. This this was pre-recorded and then aired. What the fuck? Kane Hodder was in this. I can't even As... find it. What year did it come out, Rico? Pissing me I got off. you. I got you. I got well, you. Uh, I want two, two thousand. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's Geppetto is a 2000 made-for-television musical remake of the popular 1883 Italian children's movie. Oh, Adventures it, of on Drew Carey's, it's listed as the wonderful world of Disney Geppetto. That's why I couldn't find it. Got it. Okay. Um, and they it looks like they also kind of like remade it based on the 40 animated film because it's got I've Got No Strings. Yeah, uh, yeah, as well as Pleasure Island. I guess Pleasure Island wasn't in the book, and now I think about it, I don't think it was actually in it. I'm trying to, th- if it was, it wasn't called Pleasure Island. See now, and we'll 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 talk about this briefly. Like they both of these, there's two references. I know we said we're going to not talk about Marvel, but two of these have references to Marvel for me. They're in the same movie. I mean, in Pinocchio, there's two different Marvel references. Obviously, the strings on me is Ultron, right? You know, which honestly I didn't even remember was coming. But then you have um when they're talking about Monstro and going in and getting Geppetto out, I know it's different, but it takes me immediately to the scene in the first Avengers when uh Tony's talking to, to Jarvis in the suit, like he's flying through the the thing during New, the fight of New York and he goes you remember the Stony story of Jonah and and Jarvis? Like, I wouldn't consider him a role model, sir. And then he flies into the big flying creature. <coughs> yeah, I remember you know, that. But it makes me think of that. It made me think of that immediately. You know, Monster of the Whale scared the shit out of me in particular because the one of the first times I went to Disneyland, I remember waking up at the park, and I was in. The Pinocchio Storybook ride. Like, I just woke up in Nancy's arms or something, and it was, you know, the giant animatronic fucking thing. And yeah. I woke up, and it was dark, nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, Monster the Whale, like, opened his fucking mouth wide and kept, you know, opening and closing it. Now, maybe I, my imagination was running rampant at like two or three years old, 
But like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't think it was that scary, but I think it scared the shit out of me at that time. Sure. Um, to all of a sudden wake up in the dark and see a giant fucking robot whale. Right. Well, and let's let's talk about something that happened during that sequence in the movie that I found kind of interesting that I liked is that the, the animation style changes for Monstro versus everybody else. Like it's a very he's drawn very differently, and I yeah. found out to be and animated very differently, and I found out to be really kind of an intriguing choice, but in a good way. Like I, that was one of the, the highlights of the of the you know doing the analysis of this. It was like they they. They did the basic good animation for Pinocchio in the whole movie, but like once like the villain shows up, because I would kind of argue that Monstro is really the villain of that movie. If there is a villain, yeah. I mean, you could argue the the fox and the cat too. I mean, but yeah, I I'm not. They're I'm definitely not... con artists for sure, and Stromboli is definitely the first one to kind of like right, really true villain for sure. Which is why I honestly think you should check out that. Adventures of Pinocchio I was telling you about because they handle the villains very interestingly. Okay. Um, one one thing is they call uh, Stromboli's character Lorenzini, and Lorenzini was actual Col- Carlo Collodi's actual name. Carlo mm-hmm. Collodi was just his pen name. But, um... Okay, so... 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, wait, one more thing about Pinocchio. Sure. One of the biggest things that really fucking confused the shit out of me, and I still don't understand why it was a thing, was that horny as fuck fish. What was up with that fish that was trying to look at Geppetto's junk? Do you remember that? Like, it just, he's just like, first off, the fact that Geppetto, I'm sorry, Geppetto, uh, Jiminy can fucking talk and breathe underwater, whatever, it's Disney, let it go. But then there's this fucking random fish that's just well, like. I mean, no, if we're gonna talk I want, about, I want some of that. If we're talking about that. let it go, fucking Disney moments. How about the fact that Geppetto survived a month inside Monstro? A lot of fish, man. A lot of fucking fish. Okay, there's also stomach acids and whatnot. I I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you on that one. Uh, I'm still reeling from the fact that, like, a fish wanted to see Jiminy Dicket. Like, it really was just, like, looking in his pants. And at one point, it, like, gets, ex- like, it looks at his pants. You see it sees something, and its eyes get all big, and it fucking has a smile. And Jiminy's like, yo, leave me alone. It, it, he's got an eel down in there. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. Um, all right, now, Dalmatians. Um... Love the fact that they changed the the, the animation style hundred percent. Very different animation style from traditional Disney in this movie. I'll give you. See, I know Dalmatians was more of your thing. You you watched this one a lot growing up compared to me. No, I wouldn't say that. I'd probably seen it twice. Really? Yeah. Oh well. All right. Then we've seen it about the same times. Um. So the animation style apparently was a side effect of them having to use Xerox because of all the spots. Huh. Oh, well, so, I don't mean the dogs. I meant like the background, like the the the, the buildings and the the that kind of stuff. So that whole style is largely attributed to Bill Pete. Bill Pete, like he did that kind of Dalmatian Jungle Book kind right. of animation. Uh, going with like Robin Hood as well. Like they adopted a lot of his style. 
And Bill Pete was like the, the dude for a lot of the, you know, post golden age Disney films. Well, and, and what I liked about with the Dalmatians, and I'll say this about Jungle Book too, so I'm not even just specifically focusing on Dalmatians, is that I feel like when you're dealing with non humanoid animals, for lack of a better phrase, you mm-hmm. know, that they handle animal animation really, really well. Like they, they get, they get things right in terms of the way animals act and move and, and sometimes a little nuances. Like there'd be times I, I noticed a few times in Dalmatians where dogs' tails would be wagging just randomly, but like they, but they moved like a dog's tail does having a dog and watching her tail wag right. frequently. Like they, they got a lot of that right in my opinion. And I think that, you know, maybe as a kid, you don't really care about that kind of thing. But as an adult watching this, I really respected the fact that they took the time to get that right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know to me. I know. I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. I think one of my all time favorite shots of Dalmatians is the opening where Pongo stretches on like the window yeah. bed. Yeah. Because that's straight up what a dog looks like. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the weird thing is like when they animated the cat, I thought the cat looked more cartoony than the actual dogs and all the dogs are animated. You know what I'm saying? You mean the cat uh, that works for the, the works for the dog, which is a whole different thing. Right. Yeah. That, that's the one piece that feels kind of, I guess, out of place comparatively, you know, Right. Um, it, it looks more like a cartoon. But so it, it looks like it, everybody, everybody who animated clearly was a dog person. Let's put it that way. Well, because I was going to say, so did the cows. The cows looked kind of, to me. They they looked um, exaggerated, whereas do- the dogs looked like cartoon dogs, you know? I, yeah, I, yeah. But they still walked and acted like dogs. Um, I, did, I did find a little trivia that all the barkings was done by the guy who voiced Donald Duck. Oh really? Like then, then I got to give that guy a lot of credit because it honestly sounded like they caught some dogs barking on tape and then just like looped it through for various, you know. I think that is probably true for some of them. I don't know. I, I mean, I wouldn't know if he can go as high pitched for like the puppies, but I'm sure they could fucking. No, I get... meant like I meant like like Pongo, like when especially like when they're doing like the the. The bark across England. I was gonna say bark across America, but it's in the England, midnight so. bark. Yeah, like that sounded like legit dog barking. So much so that Fetus actually reacted twice. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, you know. So she didn't like freak out and start barking, but the head popped up. Like what? Where? What? Right. You know, right. Like, right. <laughs> um, have I done my my barking in the distance impression for you? I don't recall honestly. <laughs> Oh, I think I think you've done that. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying a human can't do it or do no. a good one, but like it sounded legit to me, you know. So, right. Um, but even it, here, like going back to my point about the the villains, like Cruella, she just doesn't play a major. I mean, she plays a major role in that she is that she's you know trying to get all these dogs to make this coat or whatever, but like. It's an hour and 20 minute long movie. I think she's got like 10 minutes of screen time. Like she's not very but, prominent. But you know what? 
she sets a she's memorable, dude. Because like, look at like the oh sure in Pinocchio, the worst thing that is in that is a giant monster whale, right? Or right. all the fucking people fucking with Pinocchio. Um, in in the Sword in the Stone, the villain of that is, I guess, the witch. I guess. I think it's the the dad, stepdad, whatever, or the the oh, brother, the, you know, whatever. That's what I'm saying. But like, okay, we'll go for the more popular villains, right? You got Scar in the Lion King, right? That that is. That's as that's as great of a fucking villain as you can get. Jeremy Irons, it's it's Shakespearean where he like wants to overthrow his fucking brother, and he's also the uncle of the main character. It's it's fucking uh It's Hamlet. very Shakespearean, yeah, yeah. It's it's Hamlet. So when it comes to and, and like Jungle Book, Shere Khan's motive is I don't fucking like humans because they turn into fucking people and they they shoot at me. Right. So I that's why I'm going after fucking Mowgli. But with fucking Dalmatians, whatever the motivation, whether it's like Scar or Jafar or Ursula, then there's this fucking lady who's like, yo, I'm going to take a bunch of puppies, kill them, skin them so I can wrap or like wrap their fucking coats around me and look fucking glamorous, darling. Like, actually, no, dude, fuck that bitch. I act. I <laughs> I actually think she was going to sell them. They weren't for her. I think she was going to like sell them as a line of coats. That's how I get no, it. No, no, no. That was all her own personal fucking thing. Because how would you sell that? She said that, though. She said, how am I? I need to sell these. Like, I remember her saying a line similar to that, you know? Either way, whether it's for her own fucking vanity or for, like, profit, who gives a shit? She's her whole thing is like, I want puppies to slaughter to get their fur to make money. Like, that's why I was super against the whole Cruella biopic prequel fucking thing that came out. Now, eventually I did watch it. And I've got to say, Emma Stone fucking killed it as Cruella DeVille. But also at the same time, I could get less of a fuck about a villainous because it's like, you know, they're trying to like make it so it's like, oh, it's the Joker for Disney movies. Like, I don't want to fucking ever sympathize with a villain who ends up being like, yo, that puppy looks cute. I'm going to kill it. Like, no, dude, I don't. I, 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 I think like the hunter who shot Bambi's mom in the face was, you know, he was bad enough. Which, by, that, the way, by the way, how many times are I going to show the attempt of killing Bambi's mother in the ones that we watched? Like, we didn't even watch Bambi, and there's three different scenes of a deer almost getting killed. I mean, I, I'm not going to go the racist route and say that all fucking deer look alike to me. But that that that's clearly Bambi's mom. I even made a joke. I was like, how fucked is it that she, like, escaped the jungles of India? Like, managed to escape Shere Khan. Had no idea she was about to be fucking, like, killed and eaten. And then... Like, somehow ends up in the fucking forests of wherever the fuck, wherever Bambi said. It's either in England or it's in North America. I can't well, fucking tell. Well, she avoids uh, Wart's brother, too. That's also true. She's just like, I, I escape all this bullshit to get shot in the head. Yeah, I mean. What the fuck? She also survives, like, you know, I don't know. She lives, like, over 500 years <laughs> over the course of all these timelines, but whatever. The other thing I, I remember thinking when I watched this, and again, this is very much like 
you know what I was saying about Pinocchio. I haven't seen this movie in eons at this point, you know, mm -hmm. and so I forgot that they only have fifteen of their own. No, I'm not saying that's a small litter by any means. You you've had dogs, you know, basically your whole life, even if they weren't yours, you've been around them. You know what right. I mean? And you know, I've I've had a couple in my time, none of whom have given birth. But the point is, you know, the the movie, the title of the movie, and the way initially says that makes it sound like she's going to give birth to one hundred or ninety nine Dalmatians or whatever. And right. Turns out they're not all hers, which is fine ultimately because, like, poor, I think poor. Would, I think you know, poor Pertita. Yeah. I think she would definitely die if yeah. she gave birth to a ninety-nine puppies. Ninety-nine puppies and a bitch ate one. <laughs> so she she had all boys. All boys. That's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, you made yourself laugh on that. I, one. I did, man. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I pulled that right out of my fucking ass. You did. You did. Um, it, but it's little stuff like that that again. I, I'm sure I'm nitpicking, but I mean, like it, it, it just feels off to like call it that, and it's you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I don't know. I think. I mean, in terms of titles, 101 Dalmatians sounds way better than. Even 100 Dalmatians. 100, 100, it's the and one that really sells that title. It, it's, Does he have, like, it, it, 15 it, Dalmatians? Like, what a weird fucking title. It's it's the 37 of animation, but that's not my point. My my point is that you could you could have called it a, the Dalmatian story or something like, you know, I mean, you could have called it something else with the Dalmatian part of the title, maybe leave the number The Dalmatian out. Salvation? Yeah. Something like that. You know, whatever. You know, um, I, it, it, I'm, I guess I'm nitpicking, but I mean, like, it's just weird to me, you know? Uh, yeah, I think you are nitpicking a little bit. I mean, but I, I will say this. I remember exactly how you're describing it. I had forgotten, oh, yeah, they fucking found the other, you know, the, the other it fucking would, it would giant be, mass uh, of litter. It would be 84 other Dalmatians. Yeah, the other the other eighty four Dalmatians. I I remember being like, oh yeah, they find them in a farm. Oh yeah, okay. Well, sort of. They find them at Corella's house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Horace and Jasper, I think, were in terms of villains. Like Cruella is the is the fucking the ultimate bad of that film, but Horace and Jasper definitely do all the legwork and they're still iconic in their own way. By the way, if that movie was made today, like for the first time, not a remake or whatever, like they've done, but I mean like made for the first time today, 1000% mm. Cruella's suing that dude that wrote the song about her. 1000% suing that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still was like, also the fact that it became a hit, that's in my the point. Span, the fact that it became, you know, a, you know, it yeah. became a hit in the span that the puppies were dog napped. I I got the impression they were gone for anywhere between two weeks to a month. And I'm saying that that's that's a that's quick for a hit. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe in the year, maybe 1961. But I mean, like, that's not that. I mean, if it's. I've seen songs take off in like in a matter of days, if not a week before, sure. you know, so. But I mean, they got there in the Pongo and Perdita fucking left London to go to fucking Fuxville, Suffolk, Suffolk, 
Suffolksville. Got it. Um, um, my my apologies to all our friends in Suffolk. Um, go Suffolk yourself. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, they they literally like make it shows them like walk there or, or run there during the fucking midnight bark and get there with like maybe after a day or two and then it takes them longer obviously because they have more they have slower fucking kids now and and it's a blizzard and it's a blizzard but then they jump on at the end they jump on a fucking van or a truck that takes them straight to London so. They should have. They should have been back way earlier than the implication, well, which is say, like either fucking Roger has like the best agent. He's like awesome, dude. You crunch out a fucking hit, and we're gonna record it in a day. Sorry about your dog thing. Suck it up and fucking record your song, and then we're gonna release it on the fucking radio, and it's gonna be a number one hit. And we're gonna get all this money for you in like also like the same day. It just that's the part that I'm like, huh. Okay, I whatever. It's it's not it, that. That's the part where I'm like, this is probably the least realistic part of this entire movie. I got you. Is how um, Roger had such an amazing record deal. No, I think it's equally unrealistic. Oh, I knocked you into a river with or a pond with my dog. Let's get married. You know, like three days later. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I still, I still really enjoy that whole opening scene of Pongo trying to fucking force. Oh, it's him. a great scene. I'm not taking away from that, but the fact that the outcome is, oh, I knocked you into a lake and ripped your favorite hat. Let's get married. He got her wet, man. Like she, yeah, she not- responded. Like, good night, everybody. Um, yeah. So, sword in the stone. Like I said earlier, this is one of those movies that I saw a lot when I, I was a kid. I, I for yeah, I probably have seen this one more. I remembered more of this one than the other ones. I'll say this right away about this film. Um, I I I know exactly what this is. I maybe didn't it as a kid, but as a again as a forty two year old male looking back, I know exactly what this is. And based on the year that it came out, um. You know, I I think I know exactly what they're doing because at this point you had nothing but princess stories. I mean, you had your Pinocchios and Dumbos and whatever, but in terms of like, you know, a character with a redemption story, it was always a princess. It was Cinderella. It was Snow White. It was Aurora. It was all those things. And and they went, we gotta we gotta do one for the boys, and that's what this is. This is this is War slash King Arthur is the non Disney princess Disney princess for boys. That's what he is. He's the Disney king. Yeah. Or the Disney Prince, but even then, Prince Charming and and those guys, and you know, and Adam and all them, they they right. knock him off a scale or two. This motherfucker should be showing up with the Excalibur, going, "I'm going to decapitate all you fuckers." Like that's what this, you know. Like. <laughs> He's the one who fucking killed Scar. Truly, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So I don't know. I you know. Uh. I, yeah, Wart. I, look, the whole point is Wart has to suck so he can learn some shit. Of course, yeah. But like after, like I still feel like one of the endings is is one of the Sword of the Stone is one of the better underrated Disney movies. 
but it has one of the weirdest, weakest endings. Um, I don't know about all Just that. when he's finally getting fucking interesting is when they end it. Well, fair enough, but, you know. That being said, I could watch a whole fucking 12-hour movie of, like, him constantly getting turned into animals and, yes. like, learning shit. Yeah. Like, that was the shit, dude. What did you like, think of Merlin being able to, like, time travel? As a, you know what I mean? I, I, I dug it. I'm just curious what you thought. I, I dug it too. And I, I enjoyed it because it made perfect sense because he's, he's all seeing, he's all knowing, he's all that shit, but he right. doesn't. And, and that, that's really good for them to be able to like have modern day references and pop yeah. culture references. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do a lot more of that. But I guess since this is like the... I'm surprised when he blasts himself the Bermuda, he didn't come back wearing Mickey ears, but that's a whole different thing. Right. No, that was that was for the genie. The genie did that when he... Or he had like... He had the um, the goofy hat. When he fucks off... And, oh, and right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back with the goofy hat. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were doing the Mickey ears back then. Oh, I think I don't, the Mickey no, ears... No, no, no. I, the, the hidden Mickey, I mean... Oh no no I'm not talking about well no they were apparently they, there's a hidden Mickey ears in in Dalmatians I was just looking at it on the trivia actually on oh, IMDb spots yeah um but I was I'm not even talking about the hidden I'm just the fact that they they were referencing 20th century stuff he easily right. could have ended up in Flor South Florida or Southern California I mean I know he says bless me to Bermuda but it doesn't mean that he stayed in Bermuda you know like I, I think it actually well yeah that's true. Um. Yeah, I could watch the Sword in the Stone, all the animal sequences. I I actually forgot how much I. I well, in that same vein, I forgot how much I I enjoyed the fight between the the witch and the wizard. Like, Him, yeah, yeah, like that whole fight sequence, for lack of a better phrase, the duel, right? The the, the magic duel is what it is. I I love the create. I mean, that honestly is one of the best animation sequences because they have a different fucking level of what they look like but you can still tell that it's them but they still retain absolutely their, yeah their characteristics the, yeah, the glasses well, I mean, he, for merlin the fucking pink for mim yeah well not even during the duel but like when he's teaching Wart, like he he yeah. his square he's a blue squirrel with kind of a like a mustache to, you oh, know what I mean? Oh, God, like, can we talk about the scroll sequence? Because that's sure. so fucking heartbreaking. Why? Why is that heart? Oh, because of the one falling in love with Wart, and then he turns into a human or whatever? Yeah, and she, like, they mate for life, or they pick their mate for life, and she's now like, I fell in love with you, and you're not even a fucking squirrel, so now I'm just screwed. Like, the real lesson of that whole lesson is not like, hey, you could be small and still get away, or sometimes you need help. It's like, hey, dude, like you can get your legs broken, but like a broken heart feels way fucking worse. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Oh, it's so heart wrenching how it ends that scene with her sobbing and staring off in the distance. Like, Jesus, Disney, fucking calm down. Um, no, that that, that I I remember not being affected by that when I was a little kid and then as an adult just like Steph and I are like close to tears I'm like oh my god I, I'm giving a fuck about a like an animated female squirrel that doesn't exist damn you Disney um, huh. 
How about this, Rico? I don't know if you saw this, but apparently a live-action remake is in development. It's been in development you know, since 2015, so it's been hanging around for a minute. But I've been hearing about that one, and in terms of all the live-action remakes, there's only three that I am interested in. This I'm not is- interested in fucking Aladdin. I'm not interested in Lion King. When they were coming out, I was like, oh, fuck. Why? I, Why? Yeah, I get yeah. it. But the Sword in the Stone, if it's done correctly, and if it's done with the same kind of uh eccentricity and animation type of way of doing it i'm totally in the other two i want a hercules fucking live action remake exactly like the movie like i want dane devito to fucking play phil i want him to come back there's no one else who can play that role and they're probably gonna give it to josh gad you watch it'll be fucking josh gad or jonah hill no it won't be jonah hill it'll be josh gad um, over, over those over it'll be josh over jonah for sure Oh well, yeah. If, you, if you're going, yeah. If you're ranking, then I agree. But yeah, Josh still like Josh practically lives at Disneyland. Well, like he's and, always there. And here's the thing about you know I'm I'm pretty anti live action remakes. But here's the right. here, here's the thing, right? And why I'm kind of on board for Sword in the Stone. It's not just because I like the movie. It's because of compared to the ones they've done so far, i.e., Jungle Book, Pinocchio, mm-hmm. um. Aladdin, Lion King, those all were major successes for Disney in terms of sales and and popularity and Oscars, like, yeah. Oscars and all that kind of stuff. Sword in the Stone was not critically well reviewed or received by audiences. I mean, it did okay, but it's not like it's not up there with these other films. So to redo this, to put life back into it, I'm kind of on board. Where those other ones don't need a re like a re, they don't need life pumped back into them. They're doing just fine, you know. Right, I agree. I I there's that meme where it shows like I think it's Lisa Simpson and she's like, stop remaking good movies, remake the bad movies. Or the ones that didn't do well, so yeah, that we can I, fucking appreciate them. Yeah, I'll go with didn't do well because I don't think this is a bad movie, but it didn't no, do well. So yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm telling you right now, if Ian McKellen's not playing the goddamn wizard, I don't want to see it. I think you'd want to see it if it's not Ian McKellen. I wouldn't really cast Ian McKellen as Merlin personally. No, no. I think he's too serious for. Uh, you need you need someone who. Okay, honestly. It, if he was still alive, it would have been, it would have been Robbie, um, Richard Harris, the guy who played the first yeah. two Dumbledore. Yeah. Because honestly, that the the book version of Dumbledore is almost exactly like Merlin. He's he's intelligent, he's wise, he's angry, but he also is super eccentric and yeah. jokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, for example, I would not have Michael Gambon. It it would probably be someone who. Mm, I don't know who what what would be. I have no idea who would get to play that role. Some fucking new age fucking blonde. Yeah, yeah. Or or though, or they won't care about the hair color and just give it to somebody like Tom Holland. You know, not him, but of that. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I Merlin's a tough fucking role, huh? It'd probably be someone who, you know, summon Peg or something like as an example, like someone who's got comedic chops. Too small though. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like he's tall. Like he's like six one, six two. You need someone like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Okay. Know. 
you know, that's why I said McKellen, because I think McKellen's like six foot, six one, you know, like he's not super tall, but that would be tall enough, you know? Right. Um, I mean, you can always do Lord of the Rings type of thing where you, you know, you do that kind of shit. But I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if McKellen was just like, no, no I, I'm I, sure I, I'm sure I'm he would turn it down. You know, I'm sure he would turn it down. You could also get Patrick Stewart. I think he could pull it off. I like know. that idea a little bit more. Um, you know, you you could have him do it. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I keep going to Michael Fassbender, but I don't know why, and I think that's actually terrible casting. But he's I think dope. it's very bad casting. Yeah. Um, I, but I I, I, I like him as a as an actor. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think sure. that's good. Yeah. But I wonder if someone who now see. Oh, I just got it. I uh, um, and now I lost his fucking name. Why am I having trouble with this tonight? He he played um Gordon in in the Nolan trilogy. Oh oh. Uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman could I, play that. I like that. That's that's pretty good. I yeah. could I could fuck with that. Yeah, I think he's a uh, little shorter than what I was recommending, but I still think he could pull it off. You know. Uh, yeah, he's he's a powerhouse. He overacts like a motherfucker. I also, just... by the way, weird casting with the guy who plays the dad character or whatever. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but that character, Michael Sh- Chiklis. What? Yeah. Uh. I'll, I'll think about that one. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about that one. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I broke Rico. You you did. I'm 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 wrapping my fucking head around that because I, the unfortunate thing is every time I think of Michael Chiklis, my I automatically go to Johnny, who you met, yeah, in San Francisco, yeah, because he looks a lot like fucking I didn't, Michael Chiklis. I didn't see as much of it as you do, but fair enough, you know, right. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of, uh, anything else for Sword in the Stone that. Well, well, real quick, if I'm, I, 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 if this was like late 80s to mid 90s, Edie McClurg as, uh, Vim would be perfect. I don't know about today, but then would be perfect. As, as Mim? Um, or Mim, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know about today. Would... Today would be harder to pull off. I, not harder to pull <laughs> off, but I, I don't know who, you know. You know what? Honestly, whoever, uh, the actress who played Umbridge in the Harry Potter film and Melva Staunton, she would fucking kill us. You know who else would probably do it? And I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan, but actually probably is good casting for it is McCarthy. Yeah. I, 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 I don't like that because you know I'm not a fan, but I think it, I think it probably is good casting for that character. Sure. Yeah. Cause, cause she's very eccentric, very over the top, and so was McCarthy. So it's like, you know. You know who would all? You know, honestly, I and I, I'm I'm not taking away your your picks, but Miriam Margulies would uh-huh. fucking crush it. Miriam Margulies is um, she played Professor Sprout in the Harry Potter films. She's also from like Black Adder and stuff like that. She 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 basically is that character because like she plays super flamboyant, all borderline shrieking. You know, you characters. know. Staying in the Potter world, the person who played Weasley's mom. She would have been really good, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'd be great. Um, that, I, That's pretty good casting. Yeah. Um, no, I really don't have anything else on Sword of Stone. I, I, I do enjoy it. I'm not doing a disservice to it, but there's just not a whole lot to say, really, you know? You know what? I, I have I have the cast. We have Weasley's mom. We have Molly Weasley play Mim. Okay. And we have fucking Arthur Weasley, the dad, play 
uh, Merlin. Because that dude is a comedic actor. No, but don't you think it would be too spot on in terms of like maybe throwing off people who are um, fans I, I of... Think, I think Disney has fucking teamed up people all the time. Fair enough. And, I mean, if, I mean, we, if not, they were... Do- I'm, I'm, not ag- I mean, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like... They work well together, and I think that would be like, oh, that's a nice little trivia. You know, to if, if we're staying in that Potter world, you know who could play Wart's brother, the guy who who they're trying to make be king. Mm-hmm. The the guy from um, Gryffindor that was real fugly when he was a kid, and then got oh Neville, him. Neville, yeah, Matt, Matt Lewis. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm not. He wasn't you actually. Know, no, he fugly. was fugly. He was fucking fucking fugly. But he, um, he has that facial shape that that character has. That's where I'm gutting it from. <laughs> like, he does. His face is the same shape as that character in the in the cartoon. So What about uh, Rowan Atkinson as Merlin? No. No, I'm, I'm kind of... I Look, I, I, I like him. I know he's an English national treasure, but I'm kind of own, over Rowan Atkinson, honestly. In terms of, like, starring roles, like, if he popped in somewhere, like, if Merlin had a pop-in role, yes, but be, be, being that he's the main character, no. Right. Not, yeah. That's just me, though. Meh. Alright. If, if they were Americanizing this show, it would be, like, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, for sure. And yeah. actually, I still think he could do it. <laughs> now that you say I don't, it. I don't, I, I don't want Jeff Goldblum to do it in a British accent as Merlin. I mean, they they fucking I, I drop now want, British I, accents left and right in all these movies, but true. whatever. But if that's if they do cast him, I now want Sam Neill to play the father. I think Sam Neill played Merlin in a show. Oh, maybe. I mean, but he I wouldn't. Think there be, was a he show called Merlin. But he wouldn't be able to play that Merlin. I don't think. No, I think uh, I don't know. I've seen him be when Sam Neill does comedy, he does like very dry humor. It's still very funny. But I think he's just too serious. You know for... who could play Merlin? You're gonna not think this at all, but I, I, I think so. Brent Spiner could play that Merlin without question. No, I, I actually do agree. I just am not a fan of Brent Spiner. Is there a reason? Like, like a no, okay. No, it's just I agree. He's I got some. Also... He's got way more comedic chops than people realize because of playing Data. But he absolutely has comedic chops. He could play that role. So. Right. I, I don't disagree. I just, I don't know. It's a good choice. It's just not my favorite. All right. Um, let's move into Jungle Book. Which All right. Sure so, you... the, yeah. As you said earlier about how, like, fucking uh, Sword in the Stone more or less tanked, Disney was in serious debt because of Sword in the Stone. So he needed, like, needed Jungle Book to fucking be a hit. And he still died in the middle of production. So he never saw that, like, basically his his studio came back. With like full fr- full force, and now owns everything. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, just, maybe Disney will come back because he's like frozen somewhere. His head is Disney frozen room. somewhere. I think. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, man. I fucking I really love the Jungle Book. I you know what? On, on upon a rewatch, you know now. I, listen, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Um, not a biggest fan of Ka for obvious reasons, but I mean, you know, sure. Uh, but it does didn't... that still make you squeamish? Like, even though it's like very much a cartoony, not as much. No, but it definitely, yeah, it's 
real, real like I, I'll, you'll never get me to watch that remake, and it's not just because I'm against the remakes, but I'm sure that snake looks real as fuck. So I don't uh, remember who voices. I think it might be like ScarJo. It doesn't because, matter. Well, there was no. I mean, it, it kind of matters. I mean, yeah, it's for sure a more realistic snake, and that's not going to help. But I don't know. I think the voice helps. Um, no, for me, you, the thing about snakes though is the visual. It's not right. It's not the the voice. Um, you're correct. Scarlett Johansson is Ka. Well, there was two Jungle Book movies that came out very close to each other. There was no, like this one. Is, this is the the Favreau one. The right, yeah, that I'm talking about. But, um, but yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Baloo, you know. Baloo was always a character I've always enjoyed. I always remembered. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Phil Harris was sort of the Disney uncle that you all wish you ha- wanted. Like yeah. You all wish you had. I because remember- he, he was Baloo. He was Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats. He was uh, Little John in the Robin Hood flick. Okay. Okay. Which is basically Baloo in a fucking hat. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. really fucking is. No, you're right. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. Um but yeah, the story's good enough. I mean, the the kid obviously doesn't want to go back and everyone's like, No, you have to. I remember Bagheera being more of a not a villain, but not as parental as he ends up being in this. Like I, I just had a misremembrance of Bagheera's a role in the story, you know. Um, I I always I, I always remembered Bagheera being too serious, but with the best intention and rewatching. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, he actually cracked some jokes with Baloo here and there. Um, also, I, I fucking did not even realize that Sebastian Cabot, who voices Bagheera, narrated the intro to Sword of the Stone. That's the same guy's voice. Oh, well, I mean, you had the same director on, I think, the last three movies. I think it's, That's, you know. I think it's that Bill Pete animation, like, style. Yeah. Well, it's all, but the director is also, I'm pretty sure, the same for uh, Dalmatians, Sword, mm-hmm. and Jungle Book. Um, I'm checking now, if you give me a second here. Uh, so, well, okay, so in, in Dalmatians, you had three. You had Cl- Clyde, Jeremini... Hamilton Lusk and Wolfgang Reitherman, I think how you would say that. I think Reitherman was also like the father because we we didn't we forgot to I forgot to mention there were three actors who voiced Arthur or Wart. Three because and you could hear the difference numerous times. Like the voice goes from like light to crackly to kind of deeper, like masculine. And then there's just like basically one just sounds like a girl, mm. and I they motherfucker like if I have to hear oh wait, wait whoa every single fucking time something slightly insignificant happens to Arthur, mm. whether it's him falling or dropping a whole bunch of dishes or just like hopping over a fucking fence, it's like dude, they they really need to not recycle that one goddamn exclamation every single fucking time. Which but there's two other things we should mention very quickly. One, um, we we didn't even talk about Archimedes, which I think is a great character. Actually, I really really like Archimedes. I do too. I I forgot Archimedes. I'm sure Steph is going to be pissed because she likes Archimedes when she hears this episode. Um, 
Oh yeah, I like I like Dark Phoenix. I love the fact that like Merlin's threat. It's like I will turn you into a human. He's like you won't dare. And then he's like, fine, all right, I'm going, I'm going. And then and then the thing for me is this movie kept taking me to um, a Knight's Tale. You've seen that movie, right? The Heath yeah. Ledger. Oh yeah. Okay. Because when he's a kid in that movie, he becomes an apprentice to become a squire for Sir Ector. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Sir Ector is here in a rickety old castle. So it could be a different Sir Ector. I I think this was a prequel to that story. Actually, um, name is different. In in Night's Tale, his name is uh, William. No, William I'm Thacker. saying pre, I'm saying prequel for Sir Ector, not for Arthur. Oh, oh. I mean, and the fact that they call him Wart and Tudic plays what? I mean, it's pretty what yeah yeah um anyway but that's that's something i just wanted to mention but yeah but it is wolfgang reitherman again for sword of the stone and then he's also for jungle book so he did direct these three films the difference Mm -hmm. is that the jungle book's the first one he did by himself Um. he was co-director on the other two the other two films he would but he was there okay well again man i i fucking loved jungle book i I identified with, I, I just loved Baloo, and I thought Shere Khan is essentially, if you combine Mufasa and Scar together in terms of voices, George Sanders as Shere Khan is some of the best casting for a villain I've I just, ever seen. I just don't know why Tiger's the enemy. Like, you know, typically... Because they're in India. Yeah, and, I mean... And Shere Khan is essentially... The villain of the actual Jungle Book, right? I mean, Ka actually is is more of an anti-hero in the Jungle Book book than in the movie. Mm. Like, he at one point Ka like helps him, and I don't even think King Louis exists at all in in the book. I wouldn't saw me, yeah. But now because King Louis is so fucking iconic, like they have to shove him in every every. Jungle Book adaptation. But I'll tell you this. I think it was... um, uh, What's the author's name? Fuck. Uh, Rudyard Kipling? Uh, Rudyard Kipling, yeah. Uh, his daughter, like, said that uh, she never... Like, the, the Kipling estate never forgave Disney because Mowgli is supposed to be pronounced Mowgli. And, like, mm. it completely changed the pronunciation forever. And she's never like they 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 still are like nope fucking, and I think Andy Circus when he made his adaptation because he played Baloo and he directed a Jungle Book adaptation, I think he changed it to Mowgli for like to be because he wanted to be close to the book. Mm. That's the other thing is like Baloo is super gruff and serious in the book as well as like most adaptations. Andy Circus plays him kind of like a stern drill sergeant father figure and Bagheera is more playful and laid back and then Phil Harris came along and was like yeah man hey like he fucking basically made it like the jazz guy oh god dude Baloo is Baloo is entertaining but would you agree with me that the bare necessities is the is the original Akuna Matata oh sure yeah like they're virtually the same fucking song. 
No, I, I guarantee you when they made The Lion King, they sat down and said, okay, we need to make a new Jungle Book. Like, that's what right. they did. They they literally sat down and said, we need to make another Jungle Book-style story. You know, they obviously weren't out to make, you know, the Jungle Book again or a sequel to, but they were like, we need to do, we need to hit that, you know, that mark again, you know, and they obviously didn't put a boy in it, so it didn't, because if they'd put a human boy in it, everyone would have went, oh, you know, they would have, I, I can hear the jokes now, the Africa book, you know what I mean? Like, it would have, it would have. <laughs> it would have been done that way, right? So they couldn't do that, but you could have, you know, the talking creatures and, and and you know, a very similar story of, like, I need to get back home or whatever, you sure. know, so. And then Obviously, have the, the animation like, style of Mufasa and, and Scar is like, all right, we need oh, to... Listen, I, I, I want, I don't need a whole movie, but I want an animated sort of Shere Khan fighting Scar. Like, I want that movie. I want that. I want to see that battle because I don't know, I don't know who wins that. Oh, fucking Shere Khan for sure. I don't know. Scar's pretty fucking tough. Scar is tough, but look how, like, here, here's what has always cracked me up. And we, we should probably save this for like next episode, but we're here now. So who cares? Is that the funny thing about the fight? between grown-up Simba and Scar is that Scar is, like, super rail thin be, to the point of half-star because his pride, his own separate pride, was on the outskirts where they didn't get a whole lot of food, which is why whenever he goes to visit Mufasa, he gets a little bit of food. But he, uh, the hyenas fucking wipe out all the fucking food, essentially, and he kind of gets his the lion's share. No pun intended. But Muf but Simba has been raised to eat grubs for like, let's say, what, five years? Five to Sim ten, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So essentially he's mal he's malnourished it's a malnourished teenager fighting a malnourished old man. Whereas Shere Khan is like in his fucking prime. If he hadn't been caught on fire, he would have killed everyone in that fucking scene. Yeah, that's it. He's he is he is at the primal fucking stage of the epitome of how dangerous a tiger could be. Whereas it's like, I don't know, a, a half star vegan kid fighting a derelict fucking old British dude with a scar on his face. Like okay. who who it would be the equivalent of like slapping like is like, leave me alone. Stop. <laughs> no. Shere Khan would fuck up absolutely fuck up scar now if it was like them doing like a like a battle off with their voices ah shit that's hard to fucking determine because george sanders got a ma amazing fucking voice but so did jeremy iron so yeah. if it's them like voice acting each other out like all right now jeremy irons might win all right um what else he got on jungle book the um the whole the whole thing that we were talking about earlier about the oh this might be culturally insensitive I still don't get it yeah, like the I. whole thing we we're talking about with the with the monkeys I'm like if the people back in the day were like oh well the monkeys are black people it's like okay you made it racist by by thinking of but, it as that racist but we can agree like that the crows in was that Bambi no 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 that's Dumbo that Dumbo. that is for sure racist right. You know what I mean? So like, it's not it's not that back then they didn't do things that would be considered racist at this point. But 
I I still didn't see it in this movie, honestly. But that's also a twenty five year difference. Like, yeah, back yeah. in the forties, like, well, you know, yeah, we're more racist. Whereas, like, sixty seven, they were like, ah, okay, uh, it, right. we we have a whole bunch of, I mean, we have a whole everybody in that fucking movie is more or less white, and even like his band members were white or I mean, there were some black guys, sure, but. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get why they're saying this is racist when I don't think. I I just thought they were Italians, personally. I mean, I I didn't, but I also didn't see any racist racism in it, in my opinion. You know, so I don't know. It would have been racist if they like, if they instead of having Indian culture, they had like Middle Eastern culture, because that's unfortunately what is constantly being confused is some whenever someone sees whenever someone who's ignorant sees someone who's Indian, they automatically think they're fucking Taliban. Well yeah. So yeah. if they were doing shit like that, then I'm like, yeah, that's fucking racist. But having a bunch of monkeys like jazz doesn't make them black. Oh God, now that I say that, it sounds really fucking racist. <laughs> Jesus. No, but I still stand by what I said. I, I still think that Louis Prima was basically playing himself. So therefore he's not being racist. Right. I'm trying to see if there's anything here, you know, that specifically talks about it, but it, it was on a it was on the IMDb trivia thing, but was it? I it didn't was, see it. So it was kind of a blurb. Alright, wait a minute. There's been criticism of the portrayal of King Louis, who was seen as a racist character of African Americans as a result in two thousand nineteen. They put a warning on the film on Disney Plus. In right. 2021, Disney removed access to the film for child profiles. What? Yeah. It's, it's, what? So, because you, because they put those parental controls on Disney Plus. So, right. so now you can have like a child only profile so that you don't have a kid accidentally turning on Deadpool or Logan or something. That you know? is such a weird statement, the fact that now Jungle Book is is in the same area as Logan or Deadpool or yeah. Alien or Predator. Yeah. Well, they're not on there yet, but I get the point, yeah. They're all Disney-owned themes. Is what it, they're all Fox-owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I, I, get, I get where you're going. I'm just saying, yeah, so. That's so fucking... So much for the fucking bare necessities. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. That's ridiculous. That That's Disney being too fucking careful. That's well, ridiculous. Yeah. I'd be curious if the NAACP is just like, yo, we find this shit racist. I'm like, okay, then you guys get to say that. But Disney's not like, oh, well, we think this could be racist, so we're going to put a warning label on. Like, no, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> whatever. If anything, it has a fucking song called I Want to Be Like You. It's like, hey, I want we all want to fucking hang out. I, honestly, the most racist fucking thing of all these movies that I've seen was when the goddamn Dalmatians did fucking blackface with the foot, with the soot. That's true. I can't. Right? Remember. Is but that but... not the equivalent of fucking blackface? It's like, yo, I'm going to turn to a black Labrador. Labrador's lives matter, damn it. Um... <laughs> black labs matter? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um... Oh uh, God! <laughs> it is essentially blackface. It's it's. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I. But but it's it's. Yeah, I guess it's different because they're dogs. I don't know. Um, dogs don't fucking be like. Oh, I'm I I'm not gonna fuck you. You're not my breed. <laughs> 
Dogs will fuck anything. Yeah. Should we talk about your your favorite childhood movie, or at least the one that's been referenced the most on this show? Sure, The Great Mouse Tatata. And uh, for those who don't know, because we assume that this could be your first episode, in which case, (laughs) sucker. Um, (laughs) Way back when I was four, I, I, I wouldn't have been like five or six. I had to have been four. Um, my older babysitter friend, like one of my all time favorite dudes, George, who unfortunately did pass away last year. And in fact, I got a fucking Facebook memory reminder like oh. a week and a half ago. And I was wow. like, it was like, Hey, yeah, George died. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so George took me to like blockbuster or Hollywood video or, or just some video store. And I had seen a trailer, probably from a Disney movie or on TV, where there were advertising The Great Mouse Detective. And it just looked awesome. And I wanted to fucking see it. I had never seen it. So George goes with me and he's just like, Rico, go ahead and pick out a movie. Like, let's go up to this woman behind the counter, ask her for the movie that you want. And I couldn't pronounce Detective, but I also remembered it as being Tatata. So it just came out Tatata, The Great Mouse Tatata. And she's like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about, kid. Like, I don't get it. I, I'm just like, you know, the great mouse Tatata. By the way, that employee sucks. Because <laughs> you, you I said, said the great mouse, and then I fucked up on the final word. Like, she should have just been like, oh, you mean the great mouse detective? Yeah, that's what teenage, I said. I said the great was, mouse Tatata. It was probably some teenage girl that didn't give a shit about, the, she was just there to get a paycheck. Sure. I, I 100% agree with that. Fuck her. It's been it's been 25, 26 years. Fuck you, lady. You you made and, this so much more difficult than it had to be. And you're still holding on to it. Oh, fuck yeah. Because I've worked at a video store. I know how fucking easy it is to help kids be like, I, I want um the Lion. Um, oh, you mean the Lion King shirt? It's in Disney. Go ahead. I'll help you fucking find it. No, what they ended up doing was being like, uh, okay, Rico, we don't know what you're fucking talking about. Why don't you go find the movie and show us? And I don't even think I'd ever been in this goddamn video store. And I just, you know, way back when, I knew where shit was, motherfucker. So I just had a goddamn beacon to the Disney section, found it in about four seconds, grabbed it, walked right back and said, there, see? Like, right in there. I was like, you fuckers don't know what I'm talking about. This is clearly going to be a classic. And I watched it. It was. It was honestly, it's The Great Mouse Detective, absolutely underrated, still fucking holds up. One of the darker Disney movies. It's also one of the shortest. Is it really? It's an hour and ten minutes. Is it really? It felt like a fucking hour and a half to two hour movie. It's an hour and like an hour and eleven or an hour and twelve minutes, something like that. Wow. Well, yeah. all right. They did, they did. They did a good job with it. Yeah. No. No. They did a great job. I I like it for I think similar but different reasons. Um. What do you like it for? It's Sherlock Holmes. It is it is one hundred percent animal Sherlock Holmes, so much so that and I had forgotten this one until I went to watch it this time because it's been again it's another one of those movies I haven't seen in you know eons. But right. Sherlock Holmes himself actually makes an appearance in the film. So does uh, Watson. Uh, Watson, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Because that was the one thing I remember thinking during this watch before we got to that scene. It's like, why didn't they just, why did they call him Basil? Why didn't he just call him like Holmes? No, no. And then when he makes the appearance, it was like, okay, that makes sense now. You know, like once he showed up, it was like, okay, that's why. Because Sherlock Holmes actually exists in this world. So that's right. But they named him Basil because back in the fucking 40s, there was Sherlock Holmes movies and he was played by Basil Rathbone. Well, that so, there's, there's actually yes, but there's also a, it's also based on a book about called Basil, the the thing it said based, Basil Baker Basil Baker Street yeah the, yeah so it, you know it 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 all makes sense. I was just more it wasn't like I had a problem with it. It was more of just like, huh, I wonder why they didn't go Sherlock Mouse or something like that. You know what I mean? Like right. you know, and House like, Mouse. Yeah, right. Something, you know, and it's like, oh, well, okay. I mean, because it, you know, and the same thing about why didn't he go Moriarty or something. But, you know, again, because he exists in this world. So, mm. no, I, but but I, but I love a Sherlock Holmes story. You know, I love a Sherlock Holmes. Any, any iteration. We did this, that, that whole episode on Sherlock Holmes way back in the day with, with yep. uh, Arlen. You know yeah. the the, the sub homes episode, um, and it was it was good. I just I just dig a Sherlock Holmes story, so this isn't any different. You know, I I think that also is what gravitated me to it as well. I mean, I don't remember what the trailer revealed. I don't remember watching the trailer being like, I want to watch that movie. I it was just already somehow ingrained in my fucking head that right. I had to see the Great Mouse Detective. And it didn't disappoint. And I think a lot of that, it was scary. And I was always kind of like, I was scared of scary shit, but I was also gravitated towards it. But a good chunk of it is Vincent Price as Radigan. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is the like, only name out of all of these movies I recognized going in, like, like of all did, these of all these movies that we yeah, saw. Yeah, the only the only name oh. I recognized from any of the credits. Well, I mean, but you're more of a voiceover guy than I am, so it it would make sense for you to recognize more of these well, names. But true, but also a good chunk of these are from like 40s, 50s, and 60s, which is what I really was into. So, like, there's Phil Harris, yeah, you know, I I know from like, you know, he he fucking did a whole bunch of music, and I mean, if you looked up Phil Harris and watched like a YouTube video of him, you're like, e, that's 100 percent Baloo, like 100, sure, sure. like all they did was add fur, um. With Dalmatians, yeah, there were some voices where I'm like, huh, I don't really recognize anybody in this, apart from like, oh yeah, that's a Disney voice. Like, that's that's one of those reoccurring actors they did. Well, sure. Uh, to, you know, their, their Rolodex. Um, I will say it was really interesting in Dalmatians where like, the nanny, like, it was somehow they managed to animate Angela Lansbury before she ended up work ever ended right. up working for Disney. Yes, yes, I agree. Is that not Angela fucking Lansbury? Agreed, agreed. You know, you were talking about Disney voices though. The Haversham, mm -hmm. the vo like I had to look it up because honestly, I could have sworn I was Scrooge McDuck. I thought it was Scrooge McDuck. It's not the guy that played really? Scrooge McDuck. Uh, that that guy died before they ever did Scrooge. The guy that played Haversham, oh, at, le at I least in the. Sworn. I mean, at least when I looked it up the other day, let me look again, but uh, let's see, Haver Flaversham, sorry, Flaversham. Alan Young is Flaversham. I'm pulling it up now. It's moving slow. Uh, 
Because he died in, well, he died in 2016, so maybe maybe not. Maybe I read something wrong. No, you're right. He is Scrooge. Okay. I yeah. Whatever I looked at the other day said I was wrong, but okay. Well, okay. As long as we're talking, I mean, I agree. Him, His Scottish accent was amazing because it wasn't too thick. You couldn't understand it, but it was no. definitely yeah. enough where you're like, okay, that guy was Scottish voice acting award for, you know, most able to understand. <laughs> um. But in terms of underrated voice actors, I really have got to throw it out to Candy Candido. Candy Candido, he's the voice of Fidget, the, the, the bat. Okay. And you've heard his voice in plenty of other Disney movies before, but he has what we what voice actors call a trick voice, where he can go absolute high-pitched falsetto, Sound like a girl, like sound like a, like a like a Disney princess, and then go down like real low. So his more or less natural speaking voice is fidget, but then they sped him up, so they have the gravelness. All right, it is that kind of voice, and they just sped him. There's a fucking YouTube video. I encourage everyone to watch. Search Candy Candido One Meatball. It's a, it's a song that he does by himself. And it's him singing in falsetto, on falsetto, and then when he does the, it, you know, the the chorus, he drops his voice down. And at one point, he goes high pitch, low down, really quickly, like meatball, like real. It's really hard to fucking do. And he, you know, he was, I think he was in Robin Hood. Like he plays one of the fucking. Oh, he was, you know, he. I think he was also the. Um, he was the in the the Indian chief. I don't want to call him Native American because it's not in fucking America, but the Indian chief in Peter Pan. Okay, the one with with the gravelly deep voice. Like I, I, I say, it's been years, it's been years since I've seen it. So yeah, that that is a racist movie. I will give you that. That one's for sure fucking racist. Um, it probably has so a thing at the beginning of it as well. It probably fucking does. Um. But yeah, Candy Candido and Vincent Price, man. Vincent Price as Radigan. Yeah, it's the only thing I've ever yeah. heard him in beyond uh, the brief appearance in Scissorhands. Because isn't he the professor in Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, he's was... inventor, yeah. And then, that was his last movie. And then his, obviously his, his uh, it's actually known as a rap. It's actually classified as a rap, but I wouldn't call it that in uh, Thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which that scared the crap out of me as a kid, and still kind of oh gives for me, sure it's still fucking scary. As it still gives me chills now. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not as scary, but it still gives me chills for sure. I remember watching the music video with Joel and Alex, and I must have been like five or something. I mean, obviously the 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 music video had been out since eighty five, but they sure. were we were watching fucking MTV or something. Yeah, no, they play that thing all the time. Yeah, and it's a fucking John Landis horror film. It is absolutely. Um, but Vincent Price, so I do a micro price impression. I can't, I, I haven't developed the, the cadence of being able to like speak a full sentence, but I can do one word and it's so Vincent Price. Okay. Tantalizing. It's, it's like, he doesn't say it. But I, think, I, I think he's a little deeper though. I feel like in general, I feel like his voice is slightly he, he his his voice fluctuates, especially in in uh, detective. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. 
Um, but yeah, it was good casting. I thought I thought the characters played well to their counterparts of Holmes and Watson and even Moriarty. Like I feel like all three of them played um yeah. you know, uh played that well. And yeah. uh it I I yeah, I just love a good I do love a good Sherlock Holmes story, and this is just another one as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And I love when Disney takes risks. Like, this is for sure a darker movie. Like, the opening scene yeah. where Fidget fucking kidnaps the kid is scary. No, and the the father. Well, the fa- you're right, the father. But then, in the later scene, they kidnaps yep. the kid yep. and, like, that whole sequence in the toy shop is fucking scary yeah, as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by far, when Radigan actually like turns into a rat and like becomes more feral and starts running like a rat, like yeah. up the fucking clock. Yeah. That is absolutely scary as shit. Like yeah. it's really fucking scary because the entire movie, he's this elegant, oh, Radigan. Like he's that fucking. He's in a nice suit. He's got a pin in his fucking yeah. tie. Yeah. He's flamboyant and he's got an amazing fucking vocabulary with an amazing fucking voice. And then, like, he's reduced down to, like, primordial fucking animal instinct evil. It's- oh, for sure. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, um. You're right. Yeah. I just lost the thought again. Oh, well, um, you're, 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 you're losing your shit tonight man i know man it's it's bad um, um okay well i i have another reference to great mouse okay that i don't know if it was intended but i think it's pretty fucking funny all right do you know the uh movie willard i know of it i don't think i've ever seen it it wouldn't be a movie that you would see but there was an original way back in like the late 60s mid 70s <laughs> And it's about this lonely dude who befriends, like, a bunch of rats. And he's bullied and yada, yada, yada. So he uses the rats to, like, take vengeance on everybody who's done him wrong. And I mean, like, a fucking bunch of rats. Uh, the remake was uh, with Crispin Glover. So in both adaptations, and I think they made a sequel to the original, there was the head honcho rat, like, the big one that, like, was his secondary and then all there was just a whole bunch of normal rats it was known as big ben Hmm. so the fact that you have a rat kicking the shit out of a fucking mouse on top of big ben is pretty fucking interesting to me yeah yeah for sure absolutely you know one thing i would like to see honestly rico and again you know i'm not the biggest remake person or not even remake i don't even want to remake let me phrase let me put that right there point pin I want a sequel, but I want it done by Pixar. I want it in the Ratatouille style, and actually, and actually, I want it in Ratatouille's world. Like, I they don't have to focus on the Ratatouille thing, but like, I want that restaurant to be in the world that they're in, and maybe they go there for a, a meal or something. You know, like it doesn't have to be focused in that world, but I want them to. to I want it Pixar. I want it like that. I. I, I I think the time the timelines won't work because no, you if, could have like a like a descendant of Basil's. It could be his. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, Bas- Basil the Third, yeah, or something. You know what I mean? Like you could have some kind of of descendancy if sure. you needed to. 
Um, because yeah, because Ratatouille is modern day, isn't it? For what the year that it comes out, like it's that year, or like I don't think it's I, old. I don't know because I don't. Do they even have cell phones in that movie? I because that's how you would be able to be like, okay, yeah, it's now modern. Think I think Linguini had a cell phone. Okay. Then, but then, even, yeah. But even if he, even if he didn't, to your point, it's not the 1800s. It's, it's like at, at, at the earliest, it's 1994 or some shit. Like it's not, right. It, it's not way back in the day. Is my point. You know what I right. mean? So, um, because the, the 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 old woman's watching television, so it's at least in the age of television. So it's you know, right. It's not one of those old fucking televisions from like the 50s so it's at least the 70s or 80s yeah exactly you know and right. i think it's even more recent than that but yeah i i would love a pixar sequel to the great mouse detective you know and having I, remy and i would be fine with both um yeah i'm not against it if they do it you know hand-drawn but i yeah. i would like to see that because i think you you know how highly I hold Ratatouille, and it's not just because of my dad. I just think it's that well done. Agreed. That that if you took that world or that that team at least that did Ratatouille and put them to work on a sequel to The Great Mouse Detective, I think it would be amazing. You know, I would love to see a sequel and have them have like a woman villain. You know, have their sure. own Irene Adler. Yeah, why not? Irene yeah. Irene Cat Catler, whatever the R- fuck. Right. Right, you know something. You know, no, I got you. Get Kate Blanchett. That's who you fucking get. You get someone Ooh, like Kate Blanchett. Oh, right, you love that. Good, yes, yeah. You love that. I did. Good pull. Good pull. Hey, you get, Kate, like you get Kate Blanchett as a fucking cat. You get Cat Blanchett. Um, <laughs> okay, now you just lost it with that. Nah, that nah, I killed it. But no, you get a fucking cat, which and and I don't know. Fucking Basil's got to fucking fuck shit up. Whatever. Who gives yeah. a shit? Fuck you. It's a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I came up with an idea. I didn't say I was going to write this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, because we've never done that on this show before. No, um, we rewrite. That's right. We're, we're rewriters. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I think I, that's something I would want to see. And if they don't do it, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to be, like, screaming to the heavens for it. But if they ever did it, I'd be on board. You know what I mean? So I would much rather they fucking make a sequel to an underrated movie. They no, never had a sequel. No, right. I mean, I mean, you know, the Lion King's had like three, I think. I think Ariel, I think the Lower Mermaid's had two, I think, you know, or like Lion a King, sequel, you know, but. Lion King, Lion King had a sequel and then a midquel and a remake. Okay. Well, and, we're call- and, and now they're making a, God damn it. They're making a prequel to the live action one just called Mufasa. And I'm like, oh, for fuck. Who wants that fucking movie? A lot of other people. Um, Why? Why all of a sudden we need to fucking have Mufasa, man? Because Beyonce's going to have more work. Beyonce um, needs to slow the fuck down. She needs to drink more lemonade and shut the fuck up. Yeah, I said it. Um, Bay Hive, it was Rico that said that at Ranch Rico. I, said, I don't give a fuck. Should we, should we, should we see what's in the box? I, I, I'm probably going to fail at this one. It's, uh, I was looking at it. It's interesting. So... Uh, Sure. Uh, so we're starting how we did it. Pinocchio, Dalmatians. Oh yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So Pinocchio. Uh, oh Jesus, nineteen forty fucking money. Um, yeah. I wouldn't even say thirties money because it came out in February of forty. So you know. 
Okay, so, oh, alright. Uh, the Depression, shit, World War Two. we're trying to think of history here. Uh, three million dollars? I'm gonna have to give it to you, because I don't think I can get you any closer. It's, it's 2.6. Okay. Wow. Oh, sh- shit. Alright. I'm thinking, like, I was, like, doing math. I'm like, three million dollars probably the equivalent of, like, 15 back in 1940? Alright, this is probably gonna work. Uh, box office. Oh, God. Mm, $25 million? Oh, higher. Really? Yeah. Tickets were like a penny back then. What the fuck? I don't think like they were that cheap. I don't, I don't think they were that cheap. They were about 10 cents. I don't Ron think Well, no, Ron, Ron might have lied. Or well, exaggerated. Everybody, everybody went and saw his fucking movie, so... Especially a uh, ten cent, it, 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 if it really was ten cents a ticket, then yes, every literally everybody on the planet saw this movie. Uh, seventy-five million dollars. No higher. Two hundred million dollars. Lower. I I give up. One sixty-four. Damn, dude! Everybody did see this fucking movie. Like at least they each saw this movie ten fucking times, and that's why we had a depression. They all went broke because they went and saw fucking Pinocchio. That's what happened. All right. I'm wondering if these are adjusted for inflation, but that's what it is. Um, All right. Dalmatians. I'm going to give it a cool $10 million for the budget. Lower. Seven. Lower. Five. <laughs> 3.6. Okay. Wow. Budget's not much bigger than fucking Pinocchio. Nope, not at all. Dalmatian looks... Not worse or cheaper. It just looks different. Very like, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, looks almost like they ran out of ink. <laughs> what would you What would you put the box office at? Um, maybe a hundred. Higher. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I was one forty-seven. Higher. Two hundred twelve. Higher. Did everybody in the fucking planet see this goddamn I, movie at the same fucking time, dude? Yeah, Jesus I guess Christ. So. Um. Uh. 314. 303. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Wow. Wow. Real. Wow. That's a mega fucking hit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's really. Maybe. Maybe animation studios should fucking stop making movies so goddamn expensive. You know, if they can fucking make an animated Disney classic for fucking seven million dollars. Yeah. You know, just double what they used to do in the fucking seventies and sixties and shit. You know, and and just rake in the fucking ring. Not everything has to be done with a goddamn computer, guys. Like yeah. fucking they used to they used to draw this shit. Okay, so Sword in the Stone, <laughs> but before you start guessing, I want to tell you that for the box office, I only have North America. It doesn't have worldwide. All these other ones were worldwide. So just keep that in mind when you're making your box <laughs> office guess. Uh, the budget for Sword in the Stone, I'm going to guess, is if, if Dalmatians was three, I'm going to also go with like three and a half. It's actually three even, so I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure this was like Sword in the Stone was like a, like a fucking failure. So it did not make $300 million. It probably made like for North America, 25. I'll give it to you. 22.2. Okay. Yeah. I was like, if it was 100, that would have been a fucking hit. Yeah. It yeah, would yeah, have yeah. been a Dalmatian hit, but it would have been a fucking hit. 
So, all right, 20. Okay. Jungle Book. Uh, Jungle Book. I've got to gather that's got to be a fucking hit. But all right, bu- uh, budget. This was the last one that Disney oversaw. So I think he probably like pushed for star capabilities and I'm going to go seven, seven mil. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to make you give me one more guess lower. Six, four. I was going to say if you got closer, but I, whatever you said, unless you got it right, I was going to tell you now, now box office. I'm going to go $240 million. Higher. Okay. All right. Now we're getting to somewhere. Um, 632. Lower. Okay. I, I was getting a little too greedy. Yeah. Um, 480. Lower. Right. My, this is my last guess. Uh, 422. Mm, 378. Okay. That's eh, still really good. No, it's still really good. Yeah. But yeah. So. Now, one of the things that before you do uh, the Great Mouse Detective, I will say is nothing about the the money, but one thing that we didn't point out that I think is important to mention is that there's almost a twenty year gap between Jungle Book and the Great Mouse Detective. Right. Because Jungle Book came out on October eighteenth, nineteen sixty seven, and the Great Mouse to Tata was July second, nineteen eighty six. So. Big, big difference, you know, between those ages in terms of years. So I just find that kind of interesting. Thought you, you know, we didn't really. I don't know as much that we can say, but it's just something that's interesting to point out that that's how much of a gap there was. Hey, you're cheating. I see. No, I'm. I'm. I have the Jungle Book out. I'm looking for quotes. I'm not cheating. Okay. Uh, budget for Great Mouse Detective. Great Mouse Detective. Um. I'm going to go 12. I'll give it to you, 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. I thought least, it was going to be at least 8 to 12. Like, that was kind of my range. Well, it's not too far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it was 25. But No, mean, but 14 million for... for the, well, the movie that we got, it looks like it would be the same type of budgetary things as, like, Dalmatians. It's by, not the way, that con- by the way, the running time 74 minutes, according to this. So, just in case. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, listen, I'm not. I don't know, and I don't have specifics. But I'll bet you a chunk of that was Vincent Price. Actually, I do. I think I do know the answer to this because apparently, the Great Mouse Detective, the whole Big Ben clock sequence, mm. is the first real is like the first time in a major motion picture where CGI is done. Oh, okay. So that's probably where that budget. Like, all right, we could probably make this a little bit more. Uh, cleaner or look more animated or whatever the fuck the right, goal right, was. Right. Look. Um box office. I I have a sneaking suspicion it didn't make as much money. Um I'll tell you it didn't flop. That's all I'll tell you. Alright, I appreciate that. Uh I'm gonna go hundred and forty eight. Lower. Uh suppressing. Okay. Uh with that, it made me. It makes me think like it didn't even break a hundred. So I'm gonna go ninety four. Lower. Oh, this is getting worse. I, I'm sorry, Great Mouse yeah. Detective. All right, seventy three. Thirty eight point seven. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah, in a row. That's fucking sad. Yeah. 
Ah, you all fucking did the Great Master Tata dirty. It fucking made more money from me buying the movie when I was four. Yeah, probably. That's fucking, that's disappointing. All you motherfuckers. You are all, you motherfuckers are all the ball lickers. (laughs) (laughs) The way you said it it just sounded like that, that moment, so. Um, well, that's it, man. I, I don't have anything else to say. I think it's a good part. I hate I dare I dare to call it a part one because it's not really a part one part two but it is the first installment of what we're doing this month and I think uh, I think it was a good way to get started and then um, I know we got some pretty exciting stuff planned for the next three episodes we're not gonna spill the beans on too much although I right. think I think if you've been paying attention you can at least figure out the next one but the the other two are definitely you're not gonna guess those but in any event. Uh, I, I got nothing else, buddy, if you want to wrap us up here. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much done. Uh, man, that's what I call a swinging party. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the Damn It, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Podeskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJ X-A-N-T-H-U-S. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potescu. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Ma tu parli? Sì, è venuta la fata azzurra. Scienza? E un giorno, forse, diventerò un bambino vero. Un bambino vero? Ma è il mio sogno che si realizza. Figaro, guarda, è vivo. Damn it. Excuse me.